Beck Lover. Welcome to another episode of the Beck Lover Podcast, where you might learn a thing or two about life. Today, I have a very special guest in the house. It's her second appearance on my show. You've seen her on some of the biggest podcasts in the world. She was on Fresh and Fit twice. She's an influencer, an artist. She also is very big in the adult film world. OF rhymes with uh, brands. OF only. You could say it, only fans. We don't want to trigger any negative. Everyone seems to be scared to say that word online. Does it really affect social media like that? Like, Not can so it affect much. your posts? They're, the, uh, they're on the um, App Store. OnlyFans TV, their other like sister company. It doesn't affect it. My friend, Money Burdette, her real first name is Dara. I'm glad to have you back here. It's good to be back. Thanks for taking time out. You're welcome. I met you right before the world closed. Yes. I was still a fresh podcaster, not fresh and fit podcast, <laughs> a fresh podcaster. You're my first podcast, by the way. That was your first? Yeah. Thank you. Did I do a good job? Yeah, that's good. And we kind of stayed in touch when the world closed down. I think we see a lot of what's going on in the world. And I think we share very similar opinions that things are very hectic out there, very scary. And I think we're all hoping that things turn around and get better. I know. Stressful what, times. What is your outlook on the future? On the if, future? If, if things don't change for our country. It's kind of bad to say, but I kind of don't care. I do, but I don't because I live in my own reality and I make my own reality. So I can't focus on what's happening, where, with everything and everyone. Like... I can't make those changes. So I'm just going to be the best version of myself. And that's kind of what I, what I've adopted now into my life. Because if I stress about what everything, what's happening, you go, you go crazy. You know, like my dad. Do you watch the news? My dad's like literally sits there glued to the news. I don't, I turn it off now. You don't watch it at all. It's negative. <clears throat> I, I agree with you. It's, it's low a, vibration. I've cut it down a lot tremendously. Unfortunately, I, I go in to read, I don't you know, sometimes anything. it's, let me tell you something. It's hard to believe anything these days because mm -hmm. it's more opinion than actually what the hell's happening. It's not the news from back in the day where they would just report the news. Now they put their opinion on it. It's all opinion. They want to you to have a stress reaction. They want you to be glued to the TV and watching like addicted. It's about ratings now. It's not about just what's happening. I just don't. We're not that far in years. I mean, you're still in your thirties when I'm, you know, a little bit older than you, but we're kind of grew up same, you know, same generation. Yeah. yeah. And when you look at the news today, it's nothing like when we were children. You know, in the old yeah. days, you would see a world leader speaking and you got yep. to hear what they were saying. It's like, I ask people when they listen to my show, when's the last time you got to watch on the news the leader of China speaking with subtitles so you could understand what they're saying? That's one-fifth of the world there. And we have no idea what's going on inside unless we try to look and search through websites and, you know, whatever they put out or we're in war with Ukraine, yet I never get to see what Putin's saying. Like we never get to see what he's saying. This is a guy that we're fighting a proxy war, right? We're, we're funding Ukraine billions, trillions now, I think. We've hit the trillion mark. I don't understand it. I really don't. And we don't get to see what no. the guy that we're supposedly at war with no. is talking about. And it's like, are we really a free press? Are we really a free country? Do the American people really have all the information that they need to try and understand what is happening in the world around us and here home? And I, and I think you can agree, and we've had many conversations about this, that we live in a time where you really have to be very responsible with where you're getting your information from. Yeah. Because there's a lot of bias. And I don't feel like when you ask me if I if I watch the news or I, if I care so much, the things that I care about, like I don't have a say on. We, it's not like we're sitting in Congress voting. So when they keep 
taking money and just sending it to other countries. I don't think any American, if you asked any person in America, do you, are you okay with this? No, we, we need money here. We, we need to be doing what we got to be doing here. Why are we sending money? Nobody would approve that. So why is Congress approving of all that spending? Why are we spending money only on destruction and nothing on construction? <clears throat> I have a friend of mine who I drove to meet. He was also uh, on the show, but I mm -hmm. got to meet him, you know, in real life because it was during when everything was closed. He lives in Flint, Michigan. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've watched okay. a documentary Ca Ca about it. Okay. He's paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. This is an American who had an unfortunate accident happened to him and he doesn't even have clean water to take a bath. And it's not just him. Yeah. Right. It's the entire Flint, Michigan area, but we can send trillions of dollars to help destroy other places. And then all we're doing is creating more enemies and more people that want to hurt us. And we're living in such a chaotic time in American history. Like for me personally, the future does not look bright for this country. And that's regardless if I put the news on or not. Look at other countries with their building, right. And the technology. Look what our country looks like. Look what New York City looks like. Do you think New York City's nice? I was about to ask you, you literally read my mind. How do you feel as someone that's lived here your yeah. whole life? Okay. Once things like when I met you, it was still New York. And then everything closed down. All types of crap was going on politically. Millions of people left. I think they've never come back. The city does not have even close to the spirit, in my opinion, or the energy that it had before all of this chaos began three years ago. The city? sucks now i don't go there besides to maybe go to an overpriced expensive restaurant literally my friends always say let's go to the do you want to go meet in the city i'm like no but my question to you is why haven't me if i had no roots holding me back now i understand maybe you're really close to your parents or whatever i'm trapped here for now i'm dying <laughs> even before the things went to hell and new yeah. york was still great i don't want to live anymore if it was up to me i'd live in the miami area maybe fort lauderdale maybe boca raton why are you here I still like where I live. I do like Brooklyn. I do live on the beach. So I have a really great area that I live in. I like living where I live. When I move And you like Brooklyn, the cold weather? Because I think you told me this. I don't mind the cold weather. I like the change of the seasons. It makes me appreciate summer and spring so much more. I do maybe one day would like to have a place down in Florida or somewhere nice. But I truly feel like this is my home. And maybe it's because I grew up here. I don't know. So, But it's so different. It doesn't feel the way it used to feel anymore. I feel like I it's changed it. so much though. I feel like the buildings are the same. You know, we have all, yeah. the, we have, but like just the energy, the way people are, like everyone seems so dismal these days. Maybe it's the area I live in. I like, and I like the fact that I'm close enough to my parents because they've both been very sick in the last few years. So I also feel like I want to live here. My brother has kids. He lives here. I don't have kids. It's, I want to be close to my family. So maybe if I didn't have my family here, that I wouldn't be so attached to the area, but. So I, would you think that's the only thing that's, that's holding you here? Cause that's the only thing holding me here. I guess. Yeah. Yes. And no, I kind of like not being anywhere near influencers constantly, because if I lived in LA, Vegas or Miami, where Miami's the, definitely uh, the Mecca right now, right? Yes. I need a mental break. It's, it's very draining. So I like the fact that nobody really lives here. So I have to travel to work and then I could come home and kind of just relax. Cause I'm a, I'm an introvert. I like to be home what you see on social media is not what you get in person. It's kind of like a made up character of myself. You do seem very introverted, you know, from what I can gather. My I friends see. make fun of me. They're I always think, like, you're always uh, home. There's a lot of people like that, but you I were like always it. like this even before everything went to hell. No, so I wasn't. Do you think that when everything closed down, it turns you into an introvert? I had like a spiritual awakening when everything closed down. I was on a lot of antidepressants before that. I was coming out of nursing. I was 
so focused on clout chasing and wanting to grow my following and being around people and partying and doing all these things that when I finally was able to be alone with myself and get off all the antidepressants, all the sleeping pills, everything, I kind of had this like spiritual awakening where I was like, I like being, I like myself. I like being by myself. I don't need the validation of anyone else or others. And I wanted to just be home and like hang out with myself in a way. Do you have a certain faith you follow or when you say you became more spiritual, what do you consider your spirituality? Um, my spirituality has changed over the years. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. I was taught that from a young age, believed in, you know, Jesus and God and everything. I still, I feel like I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I don't necessarily believe in, in it anymore. And it's not anything personal. And anyone can believe in anything that they want. Yeah, I understand. It's like your personal view. My not, personal not, view you, is... Which I don't... Yeah, I've never seen you trying to push what you believe on anybody. I never... It's like your personal eye concept of whatever higher power is. Like, what do, what do you think? I mean, do you believe, believe in a higher power? A, yeah. A God, like a creator? I believe in a creator. I believe that also the universe is a creator. I believe that everything is God. So I believe that... Anything can be God because God created it. God created me. He created you. He created this water bottle, this phone, this car, everything. So if I say that he's the only, like that, God's the only creator and we are inventors. Meaning we couldn't make anything in this dimension without his material. Everything is from, from right? the creator. From, from God. So I could, I could build a beautiful house, but I can't do it without the wood that he created. I believe he's an energy. If you, if you yeah. think in terms of energy in this world, everything's an energy. What are we when we die? I've heard so many stories about what happens when people die. I've had friends that actually have had near-death experiences. And they've had the same near-death experience and they don't know each other. And they've literally told me the same story. So I believe in now, my what did mind, they say to your recollection? my friends have had near-death experiences and they literally have told me the same story. It's like you leave your body. You're like an energy. It's like a vessel. You're here in this, this body. You have an energy, a soul, whatever it is. You literally start to like ascend and see your body and you understand you're not there anymore. And then you start to go through the universe. And they were so specific about certain things. Like they were passing Orion's belt. They're passing things and going somewhere. And there's no way that these two people could have just made up that story. What's interesting is that if I'm not mistaken in the Islamic tradition and the Muslim tradition, when your soul is taken by the angels, yep. it says something about that. They elevated towards the heavens. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a good person, they allow you to continue going up. And then if you're bad, they drop you back down. Something like that. I have to look at the, the, the story and the tradition. Well, they it ask sounds... you if you want to come back. My one friend said that he saw his friends and family and said, do you want to go back to earth? You, don't, you have more things you need to do there. Do you want to stay here? Or what do you want to do? And he chose to come back. And he woke up in his body. Is he spiritual now? Sort of. Some people become, you know, I think they either become very religious or not religious after. Yeah with those experiences. But in, if you read like uh, all the ancient texts, like even it's just so interesting about how this happens. Like there's a reason why we are so obsessed with astrology and the stars. There has to be more things that we've lost in, in these ancient teachings. This is a story from my friends that have nothing to do with that. And they've literally said the same story as sometimes as you, do you believe in the whole alien thing? Aliens. You I think, think there's actual, aliens. I think everything. So I'm not crazy when I say that I tell people look in the mirror, we're the aliens. Yeah. We are seated here somehow, probably. We descended. Somehow. We came from somewhere. There's no way from we From the just... traditional sense, the Catholic, the Christian, the Muslim sense, it says that we fell from the heavens, right? Anything God cast alien. us down. You go to another planet, probably 
what it would look different like than we do our gravity do you think there's actually other like living species out there that are trying to interfere in our world i believe in a parallel dimension demonic realm in my opinion i don't think that they want to come here like they pass by here and they're just watching what's going on like we look at ants it's like about dimensions right i look at an ant do i care what they're doing no do you think that these maybe other beings care what we're doing we're probably so they're probably so far advanced why would they come here what do they want from us? Maybe just resources? Like the, it's maybe they look at us like we look at animals in the zoo. Literally, that's what I think. Right? Like, oh, they see me. There's a walrus. Yeah. No, no, sir. That's a human being. He that's ate too human. much. He ate too much, sir. That's not a human. <laughs> They're definitely aliens. I believe in aliens. So, since the last time I saw you, when I first met you, you were just you're doing a lot of painting, mm-hmm. a lot of art. Yeah. You had an OnlyFans. Yes, I but you had. weren't doing anything. Really, I've never been on it. Just you know, because. Two reasons. One, I'm not a big supporter of that world. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That doesn't mean I don't respect you. You're not my friend. Mm-hmm. But also, I thought it'd be weird. Like, if I, okay, if I pay for this, she's going to see my name. This is weird. So that's why well, I've never seen your content. You know, I don't understand why people sign up to to speak on that. Can you see who signs up? Like, No. So, but men are kind of. So explain. So someone that's stupid. I'm not going to lie. because Someone that's friends. never been on OnlyFans. Okay. Explain the process if they want to come on and see you like. Would you, would a friend of yours, would you know that they signed up? Not unless they used their name or put their picture or told me it was them. It comes up as like, you sign up for the site. You can make any username you want. It gives you a username and it's usually you and then a bunch of numbers. I would never know who it is, but people for some reason put like their name and their like phone and then they tell you who they are. And I'm like, I'd rather not know it's you if you're a friend of mine, because then I'm going to be super awkward around you because... So with me, you're good then. I've How only I, seen what you put on your Instagram, stuff I, like that. I, yeah, no, I don't care. But when people subscribe to the OF and they're buying my content, it automatically makes me like, okay, I don't want to talk about it in person with you. You know what I mean? Like, this is like the online fantasy world. Why are we talking about this in person? Or you're telling me or like messaging me now inappropriately. I've had, I've had guy friends that have done that. And then what happens? Like pretty much the end of the friendship? Yeah, for me, sure. Yeah. You could look at stuff and not tell me about it in detail. What the hell? It becomes, it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. For sure, uncomfortable. And I get it. I'm in that industry and I need, it's like, I'm okay with talking about it online, but then like in real life, I don't want to see you and talk about the, the video I made, you know? Like you and can I mean, ask me questions, but then they get like specific or they think that sometimes get inappropriate. That's where. So being an introvert and then doing stuff like you do, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Do you feel like they're two polar opposites? Yeah, it's weird. They are polar Do you opposites. think it's easier for you to do this stuff you do because i don't i don't know how the environment is i've never been on the set or i don't know how any of that works but we'll get into that now when i had you on last time we talked about your life how you were a nurse and now you were like you know an influencer Mm -hmm. and then you spoke about how like you know i put up risque photos but i'm not like doing this i'm not doing that i'm not doing physical stuff dying to pull up the clip i don't remember exactly what you said yeah but to my recollection it was like do you ever do something like that i wouldn't have sex on there but if it's a business decision, everything I make is a business decision. Let's say they threw 10 mil at you. Of course. For, to, wait, to do what? To be in a adult film. No. You won't, that's not for sale. That's not for sale. I would never put myself out there with somebody else. But if it was just me, like I said, everything is me. If I make that decision myself and put myself in that situation, yes. 10 million? It's a lot of money. And you kind of yeah. didn't, you know... I was very judgmental of the industry before I came into the industry. And just so we clarify, you've kind of crossed over into what? I've crossed over into into adult film. Yeah. You know, on OnlyFans, not mainstream. The P word rhymes with corn. Yeah, I haven't done that mainstream, but I've done it on OnlyFans. But I've been doing that for years on OnlyFans. I just think that people 
didn't know what I was doing on there. Maybe I was doing something with like a friend or a partner. So you, you know? did do some of that, but I don't think when yeah. we met, you hadn't still met, crossed over yet. I was that. also just fresh out of nursing. When I was a nurse, I never did anything inappropriate sexually on there. Nude, no. I was always like just extra content. OnlyFans started off as that in the beginning. And then it took a weird turn during COVID where everyone was like, <laughs> just kind of like, I'm going to make this money and I'm going to make it now. I'm not going to think about the repercussions of it. It, it just depends. Everyone's life is different. Do what you want, but also realize the repercussions of it. You know, you can't go back once you put that stuff out there on the internet. Yeah, the out out of the bottle. So you have to be okay with it. And I was okay with it. And it's the same whether you're doing what you do for a living. I mean, I, listen, I get threats every day. You know, becoming public, <laughs> yeah. whether doing the line of work you do, which is not easy to do. You get a lot uh, of hate. No, nah, it's not easy. No, it's not. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah, we can get into that. Even me, just voicing your opinion, if it's not the opinion of certain people, like it's like the amount of hatred you can get. Yep. And the messages that you can get and the nastiness that you can get. And I do believe in something called the evil eye yeah. and the transference of energy. Mm -hmm. Um from people that either a envy you in the bad way because there is good envy good envy is like wow this person is so amazing i want to be like yep. that right that's positive but there's a negative envy where like they just hate that they can't be like you or are willing to do what you do and they just hate you but i feel right? like you're in a negative energy like when you attract i feel like energy attracts energy so I put up a shield around me, like a bubble. I've read that once. Put it, always believe that there's like a shield around you and you'll never be affected by that. So I have good luck. I always say I have great luck. Things work out for me. I always say it's almost like an affirmation, like things are good in my life. So whatever somebody wants to put bad on me, it's not going to attract me because we don't attract energetically. So I feel like when people say that they have the evil eye on them or I feel this, like you have to get out of that mindset and think that people want to do well for you because, or they're, putting good energy towards you. Cause if you start to believe that you're going to attract more of that. So there is such thing as the evil eye. I believe I that. did a whole lecture on this yeah. as actually, as we speak, one of the biggest clips I have right now, it's over a million views in less than 30. They're just on my page. So imagine how far it's yeah, gone. Cause people believe in the evil eye. Well, let me tell you something. I experienced it myself. It almost cost me my life. And mm -hmm. I did a whole uh, episode about this on one of the biggest podcasts in the world, the Danny Jones podcast, also known as concrete. And I got into this and the amount of messages I got, and I, I don't know if you were looking at my stories, I was posting every day, people were messaging me. They were like, I think I have this phenomenon you're talking about. I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm like, that. to you as a spiritual teacher. And they were like, please, can you help me? Yeah. I'm like, listen, there's no guarantees because it could be, I, I do believe there's mental illness. I'm not gonna sit here and say everyone that has mental problems is spiritual. Mm -hmm. I've always said to people, go to the doctors first. Yeah. Go to, you know, psychiatrists first, yeah, exactly. psychologists. Well, if you tried everything else and nothing works, then maybe what you have is a spiritual sickness. Those are also energy healers too, if you think about it. Medical professionals, yes, they write you prescriptions, but they're also, in a spiritual sense, given from God, these medications or these spiritual people or these people that want to help others. So you're going to a therapist. Maybe you're not on meds. They're helping you change the way you think, spiritually, in a sense. Yes. Well, they're trying to boost your morale, but yeah. I think there's just times where people are broken spiritually or they're under, in my opinion, demonic attack and they don't know how to get And the, In my opinion, the evil eye is 100% real. Mm -hmm. And you could say placebo, but now that I've been doing this type of work and I don't do it for money, I haven't made a dollar off this. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's watched my podcast, everyone that's seen me on these other shows, I can show you all the messages. And they've all said like, well, you know, what do you want for that? I'm like, I don't want anything. I said, someone saved my life. If I can help you save yours, you know? So they would message me like, what do I do? I'm like, it's real simple. You take a gallon of water. You recite these prayers over the water. You blow into the water after each verse. 
The water is important. You charge it. I charge it in the moon. Do you ever do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, so you charge the water, you channel, it retains the yeah. energy. Talk into it. And then you cleanse yourself. Basically, you, you, you baptize yourself with it. Not like the way Christians baptize, you cleanse yourself with the water yeah. and you make intention. The amount of messages I got after, and I sat, it took me a lot of time to sit there and like each person share, you know, then I got smart. I wrote it all up and made it copy and paste and because I, I was, my hands were hurting from typing. Yeah. The amount of messages I got in the weeks after that, I don't know what you did. I can't explain this. I haven't slept like this. Me and my wife were having problems. We're not fighting no more. Like, it's just because there's a reason why devout women always covered. People think it was just to suppress women. They don't get it. The reason the Virgin Mary was covered, peace be upon her. The reason Muslim, the reason Muslim women cover is not just to oppress the woman. Mm -hmm. They think it's to control them. No. There's this phenomenon where when you it really is a curse. Beauty is, in my opinion, is a curse. You've been around a lot of beautiful women. I watched a video about this yesterday. It's You've been around a lot of beautiful women, yes? Yeah. Would you can you admit that a lot of them, even the ones that are the most popular, that you would say a lot of them probably suffer from severe anxiety? Yeah, and, and um depression. Even I used to be depressed. I suffered with depression, anxiety back in the day. Bricks on the chest that never leave. Yeah. Cloudy mind. And emotional it comes from an insecurity scared to leave your home yeah my mom was agoraphobic growing up she couldn't leave the house that's what it's called agoraphobia mm -hmm. agoraphobia yeah it happened when it was the, clearly the fear of leaving it's not the, house. the fear of former vice president al gore no is so she gore, is it just you, agoraphobia Agora, she, okay she, it happened after the second baby i think it was just a probably postpartum that she would literally have a panic attack leaving the house she had to practice leaving the house over and over and go to therapy for it i remember being a kid I went through a that. period of that. Like when my, my brother had passed, my uncle, I was just old, calling my brother because people never understand the relationship. Mm -hmm. But, and I don't want to get bogged down into this, but it is a very real thing in my opinion. And I think that there's a lot of people now in Islam, for example, the prophet of Islam said that half the people that pass away in this world, half, this is one of his quotes, mm -hmm. pass away from the evil eye. Okay. And I believe it. I believe it because unless you understand the phenomenon, it brings people to a point of such sorrow that they take their own lives. And there's, there's many ways to take your lives. You can do it quickly or you can do it slowly through alcohol, drugs, mm -hmm. whatever it is, and slowly fade away. That's also that. a slow version of death, slow of death. taking your Agony. life. Yeah, suffer. So for me, I feel that women don't realize and, and, and you can do it to yourself too, by the way. People don't know. If you admire yourself so much, you stare at yourself in the mirror. And I, men do it too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just picking on women here. Yeah. Men also, there's plenty of men who, you could tell the guy's all about his looks. Like he's so proud of like his look. And there was times in my life where I used to be a lot handsomer than this. Didn't they like say vanity was always my favorite sin? That was in the devil's advocate. Yeah. Al Pacino. Vanity. Still yeah. my favorite sin. Yeah. Vanity. But I truly understand a lot more than I did. And I do believe that it is a form of protection when women's covered because unfortunately the way the male mind works. Yes. Right. It's the first, it's, I, I hope I don't sound like crazy here, but from what I understand being around men my whole life, it's the first thing they do when they see a woman. I usually, when I leave my house, they picture how she would look naked. They picture how yeah. it would be to be with her. They say something It's let, let's call it what it is. Like this is how most men not spiritual men. I've noticed the difference. Yeah. Like true people that really do believe in God, right? Like really believe. Like not just, oh, they talk a good game. Like they mm -hmm. really feel that 
connection to whatever higher power, I've noticed they're more reserved. They don't say disgusting things about women. But the majority of average men, mm-hmm. the minute they see a woman walk by, they tell their friends, I would do this to her, I would do that to her, look at her butt, look at this, look, and, they, and they sit there and talk about how they, what they would have done. So this yeah. person that they're never going to even say hi to. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know, do you feel that that's an accurate about, I would say a good amount of men oh, think yeah, like, like that one track mind, as they say. I, I literally, when I, when I walk on the boardwalk, cause I go for walks every day in the summer. I sometimes put a hoodie on, I put my headphones on and I don't want to talk to anyone and you're completely or covered wear, or I'll wear a fake wedding ring because and I don't want to talk to people. And you're covered. They literally, yeah. And they literally hit on you constantly. I could even look, when you're wearing a hoodie, I could look so bad. Sometimes I walk out of my house. I'm like, why are people hitting on me? It's you know crazy. what's weird though? I don't notice that with Muslim women though. I guess because just when they see the Muslim outfit, they're like, "Okay, she's religious. I can't." But Mary, I hate when people um, project on Muslim women that this is like some negative thing or bad thing or what. And then you're a Catholic and you pray to Mary because Mary was covered in the same exact way. If you look at her, they're emulating her. They're emulating. I made her. another video that went same viral. Thing. Yeah, it's like. There's a lot to it. It's not just the, the it's, and it also is. I worked in the Orthodox Jewish hospital. Do you believe it's a form of protection for women? Honestly, does it help? It has to help. Yes. When they cover that way, it's like from unwanted advances. Yeah, I believe that. Especially sure. if they're wearing like the religious attire. Yeah. Do you think that, I think, me personally, I would never in my life ever looked at them. Yeah. You know, I'm like, they're religious. I would never, you feel like almost like you don't want to even corrupt that, that human being. In a weird way. I don't know how to explain I it. mean, I've seen the videos of where, like, a woman would just walk down the street kind of dressed in jeans, and, and you're watching people talk to her, hit on her, but they never do it with a woman dressed like that. And I wonder if she the would hijab, have... Yeah, I wonder if she would have a similar reaction. They've done reaction videos yeah, on this, actually. Have. Actually, yeah, they have, and, and they don't. They don't? Same girl. Mm-hmm. Once she puts on the religious attire, yeah. they leave her alone. They leave her alone. So for those of you out there that are tired of being harassed <laughs> by men <laughs> and women... Yeah. But the men are a lot more aggressive. And, you know, I don't think a lot of men understand it. That a woman's pretty and, you know, she's out there and people can see her. And it's not even like, we're not even talking about doing OF here. Yeah. You know, OnlyFans for those of you who don't know. We're not even talking about posting pictures. I'm talking about just in real life. I don't think they realize how often a woman gets catcalled. A lot. And how disrespectful it is. And was I guilty of it as a younger man? Yes. But I was a lot really more creative with it. I wasn't just like this, you know, vampire. Well, I grew up in the Italian culture and like, they're very loving, like loving towards women like that too. Like, oh, you're beautiful. Like, you know, and I think the Spanish culture, certain cultures are very like, okay with it. Certain cultures are very reserved and they don't treat women like that. It's just different between different people, different cultures. I think it's like a cultural norm a little bit, you know? So you next time you don't want to be bothered on the boardwalk, forget the wedding ring because nobody seems to care about that in America anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. Try the Muslim hijab. I promise you that I don't know will bother you. know what I wear? A ho- when I wear my hoodie and I like tighten it all the way around my, my face, people don't bother me as much because I look nuts. <clears throat> so last time we had you here, mm-hmm. things have kind of escalated. Yes. And the work, the type of work that you do. In the work world, yeah. Okay. Now, boy I'm girl. not going to- You can call it boy girl. That's a safe way of calling it. Yeah. Yeah, boy girl content. Boy girl content doing stuff. Yeah. That boys and girls do. On OnlyFans, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little sad. Now, I, didn't, sad. I didn't see any of your other work. I don't know like where you were and how far you progressed, yeah. but I knew you weren't, to my knowledge at that time, you weren't doing films. No, I wasn't. I wasn't even I don't even think I was doing solo content yet. 
you, I, you were, you had, you, know, you were like, no, you had said like, I put out like, you know, like, you know, you might see a little bit, you know, yeah. like a little bit of your okay. body, yeah, yeah. but nothing crazy. And nothing you, crazy I think you yet. said something like, and it's not like I'm doing this and that and this and that yeah. with guys. Yeah. You hadn't gone I didn't there, go there yet. yet. I'm not going to lie. I was a little sad. And I just feel like. I understand it. I look at it from the spiritual side. Yeah. I get worried for people. People that work in that profession, there's a lot of them that they don't have long lifespans for some reason. Okay. Which I've been no, I've been doing some research on this. Like there was one really big one. She just passed away right now. Not even Jesse, um, the blonde one. She was Jesse on Entourage. I forgot her name. I, I yeah. never knew her name, but I remember yeah, seeing I her. I remember I seeing her on the show There's Entourage. You, yeah. Also from the Abrahamic faith, they say like when we commit adultery. Yes. And adultery is not just when you're with a married person. That's what people understand. There's two types of adultery. There's the one where you, because sh- in, in the spiritual world, and most people are all guilty of this. Yeah. You're not really supposed to sleep with anybody until they're your spouse, right? Which no yes. one does. Let's be real. No one's really doing that. And the I second wish- kind is when you are married, that's like the one where you're supposed to be stoned to death. Because like they believe that by doing this, it decays society. Yes. When you're married, I'm saying. Yeah. And I think it's true. I think we can look at this right now in the world that we live in, how far things have gone. I'm talking about even in my own culture, which is a very close culture for a long time, the Albanian culture. Mm-hmm. They had arranged marriages. Yeah. You know, if you dated someone's sister and they found out it was, you know, you grew up in New York, yes? I grew up in New Jersey. Anyway. Did you know any Albanians? Growing up, one of my best friends was Albanian. Very serious people when it comes to dating and like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I can't talk about now. I'm talking about like growing up 20 years ago, 30 years ago, like, yeah, you didn't 20 just, years ago I had a friend that was Albanian. You didn't just date someone's like sister and yeah. if they found out. Like, oh yeah, no, they would go crazy. They put you in the hospital. Like, so like there was yeah. like a layer of protection, I think, for the women. They don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being overprotective. No, I had a sister. No one even thought of looking at her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And thank God she got married, has an amazing family. But like, it's like, and I always tell women, like, you want to get rid of scumbags in life? The number one thing, you want to know if a guy's serious about you? Introduce him to your family. If he's not willing or not, it's not time yet. He might not be that serious about you. You know when a guy's serious about you. You know? You know. To me, I think that's one of the easiest ways. It's the easiest filter to get rid of a lot of garbage. People know, like, you know from the beginning, you know things. You you have an intuition for a reason, and you ignore these things. You ignore these red flags. Yeah, because you're in love, and you have, you know, maybe infatuation. Because you you like the, the dopamine rush, the hit that you get from that, and you want that over and over and over with somebody new. And the gut and too. You, yeah, and the gut, and you ignore things that you already know, like red flags. Red flags from their past. We're all guilty of it. Do you think the past of someone is important to their future? Yeah, I like do. when it comes to dating, I'm saying. I do. And being serious, for sure. So if you think someone had a horrible past, yeah, you don't think they can change though. No, I think people can change, but, but very few do. Very few do, and you you know when someone has changed for sure. Like the kind of guys I used to date, because I used to be in abusive relationships. I think you mentioned this on yeah, the first the episode. Last, I used to be yeah. in like d- domestic um, violence relationships. And I was at one point, I just got tired, sick and tired of being that person. So I said, I need to change myself. I need help. I went and got help. I went and. But you were smart enough myself. to get help. Like you need, people need to learn when to get help. Yeah. People need to learn when to get help. And you might not have it from family, and it's but anything, there's people out there that can help you. With, with addiction, with any kind of something abusive, with alcohol, with drugs. It's not anyone else can do this. These these intervention things make me kind of like cringe where I'm like, is that person even ready to accept this? It's like you're forcing, you're, you're triggering somebody even more, you know, like when you do these things and you're like forcing them to heal, but it really truly takes that person, I believe, to want to heal. Yeah. You can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. And like, I was just, I said, I'm going to end up dead 
because I'm going to be beaten. You to could death. feel it. You I could felt feel it. it. I was heart, like, if you don't change, you're and dead. it's not, you need to, you're going after these type of guys. Why? And I needed to change. And I was like, you know what? I'm calling my job. I let me just figure out what to do because I was scared of this person. And somebody answered. And it wasn't even my manager. It was, a, it, was a, it was another nurse. She was a kind soul. She answered. And I was like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm really scared and I don't want to go to work. And he's threatening me. And um, I'm just, I can't work anymore. Every time I'm at work, I'm having anxiety attacks. And she said, you need to check yourself into a hospital and get a social worker. But if you don't go to the hospital, it's not going to happen. So I had insurance. So I went and checked myself into the hospital and it progressed from there. I ended up on a disability and a women's trauma program. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Thank God you did that. So if you're out there right now and you're listening to this Mm -hmm. and you're in a hopeless place and you're scared of the person that's victimizing you. People ask me all the time. Because they use fear as a weapon. And they might actually, let's be real, they might actually act upon that fear. So that's they have a real fear. That's how I met Justine. We were dating the same guy. Oh, you told me this on the last episode. And um, that's when I checked myself into a hospital. I said, I need to get help. And I need to figure out, because I don't know how to help myself. Maybe somebody else knows. And I checked myself into... And it's scary. You were probably scared as hell. Yeah, I was scared to tell my, my, my dad that somebody was physically hurting me. You know, because I was scared of what my dad would the do. Reaction it was like be, a protection. I don't, get them in trouble. Get them in danger. I didn't want my dad to flip out. Like, because I know if somebody told me that somebody I loved was being hurt by somebody, especially like physically, emotionally, mentally, all somebody this hurt stuff my sister, I would. I don't know what I would do. Yes, so you were trying I mean. to avoid a bigger conflict and destroying lives. I understand so my that. dad, like, I just knew that they would probably like... and. I, I can't tell my dad this because I'm scared how everyone's going to react. I have a brother, I have a father. Like I don't want them to go to jail or act crazy. So I just dealt with it. And then I figured out how to fix it on my own. And I think it was a really mature thing of me. I was at the point of my life where I said, I need to fix this. I want to have a good life. I don't want to keep dating men like this. And I slipped back into it sometimes, but I could see those abusive tendencies early on in relationships with men. Now, what do you think of some of the red flags? Give some advice to the women out there of dating men that are on steroids for sure. And you're dating a guy and he's in the gym on steroids or just in the gym all the time. Literally, if he has an attitude, literally most of the guys I dated that were abusive were on steroids. So date a fat guy. No, (laughs) date somebody that's being healthy towards their body. That's not obsessed with this. Like everything's about the gym. Everything's about working out. Yeah. Like this attitude. And it's just like a feeling I get. I can't explain it. You know, when you meet somebody and you can see in their eyes, something's off, something's off. Trust yourself because that is your gut telling you something's off about this person. Your soul. You have to start trusting that there has to be science behind it because they say like your gut is your immune system. It's your health. That's what's number one to me right now. I'm trying to fix my gut health. There's something about it when you get that feeling, those butterflies or and they're always right. it's anxiety. It's always right. It's a, it really is. It's crazy. Why, why do we ignore it? I don't know. I think it's our soul actually. It truly is. I believe it's the soul warning you like, hey, or an angel or God or something something, because it's always seems to be right. And it's very hard when it comes to love and dating. It's like the hardest time that we don't listen to that. In business, I have no problem. My gut tells me something's wrong. I'm not doing business with you. Yeah. So why don't we do love? I don't know. It's hard. It's big business. It's important. It's the biggest decision you of want your to spend life. the rest of your life with. It's marriage. It's it's also business because you now sign it. So you were in a cycle of what sounds very unhealthy relationships. Very unhealthy. Do you feel like that's what projected you into the work you're in now? Honestly, because so, a lot of people have this stigma of... I actually feel empowered. Most of the women, I know, we'll get to that in yeah. a second, but most of the women that end up in this world, the world that you're in now, mm-hmm. they had horrible past, trauma that happened to yeah. them. There seems to be a correlation between women that are tatted everywhere. They call it tramp stamps. I mean, you have all what they would call... Yeah. The, I don't know, like when people look at adult films, it seems like all the women have tattoos on them. Do you think that's actually, accurate? The, in mainstream, they really don't like tatted women. They don't really like actually... They like. 
the ones they cast? Choose, yeah, they choose actually not tattoos. I don't know why. Some women do have tattoos. I don't really know necessarily. Yeah, you're right. In the main ones, you don't see too many tattooed no, women. I know that that's, that's different. So, so it's more like people that make their own? Maybe. Or just women in general nowadays are tattooing themselves for whatever reason. Like I tattooed myself after it was kind of like when I left nursing, I did all the things I wasn't allowed to do. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes that, that it's like when you tell somebody, you so you weren't tatted this. before you were a nurse. I had a couple, not a lot. I didn't have long nails. I didn't realize how long they want you to have a certain, when you go to, you know, your professional work, like a lot of times in the workplace, they don't want you, they want you covered. They don't want you to show your tattoos. This and that. Apparently that translates into you being a good or bad person or being able to work good or not. I don't know how. I don't I'm, think it's direct I'm the same person. I'm if not, I'm a better person now that I have tattoos. I think it's weird. There is that, that stigma though. Like there's they, a big stigma. There's a stigma with women more than men with women. Yeah, and I don't think, sure. I don't know if it's fair or not, but they, they I, I think the stigma is men believe at least a lot of men. I'm not saying I do. I'm just speaking yeah. in general here that women that are tatted are way more promiscuous or easier to get with or freaks in bed or maybe we're more free, you know, because to be able to do something like that and tattoo and something permanent you're kind of like very, like very free, right? Or you don't care what other people think because you're doing it for yourself. But maybe some women tattoo themselves because they want to look a certain way. I, I don't know, but- Do you like to, I mean, now that you've had them for a while, do you wish you, know, you, do you, wish you didn't have them? It. Do you wish you didn't have them? Honestly. I don't wish that I didn't have it. I just am indifferent towards it. I don't care anymore as much. I thought it was cool at the time because we, we change and we evolve as people forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like- Dara now, almost 40 years old, if, if I could talk to my 20-year-old self, this is a lot different. So at that time, my tattoos to me are like a memory. So a lot of them, like, people are like, that's a horrible tattoo. I'm like, this is my favorite tattoo because it was a memory with people and I experienced this. And every time I, I think of, I see that tattoo, I think of this good experience that I had or this memory. A lot of my tattoos have my friends there and different things. So it's like a... Um, like a, like a history book or something like where I'm thinking of good times. They, they bring like memories. That's why people maybe wear like a pendant or like something you buy a, a keepsake from a trip. So, but also like it, it's, it's something where I wouldn't go out and keep tattooing myself. It was something that when I left nursing, it's like, I wanted to be my true authentic self as a nurse, but I always felt I couldn't. And you have to be careful. And I remember people would like judge you very, very, big like the tattoos means oh you can't be you're maybe not a good nurse so so people understand you had everything you had the college career you went to school you did the nursing you did everything the way you're supposed to do things in life you went through in a period of some abusive relationships then the world kind of closes down you start doing social media yeah i always did social media and the following started to grow and a lot of people judged me for it i lost like basically all my friends that you grew up with pretty much People were like, and it wasn't even anything bad. It was like a bikini photo <laughs> and people would just put their projection. I think it was their own insecurity on me. Like, why do you need to do that? Why do you have to show your ass? Cause I don't have one. And I'm like, I like it. I was like, I felt, I lived so long feeling so bad about myself, hating my body. I was, I felt you had dysmorphia? when I was younger, I hated my body. Cause people think I've had a BBL. Sometimes they ask me questions or had surgery. Translate that to us amateurs again, the BBL. Brazilian butt lift or like fat transfer, like a lot of surgery. I had yeah. a breast reduction with implants and I had, I haven't touched my body, but when I was younger, I went through like 
just trauma over the the wide hips. I used to be called a wide body. I played basketball. My coaches used to be like, oh yeah, because you're wide body. You could box out the whole other team. Exactly. <laughs> they would say that to you? So much. They would and say that to you? Traumatized me. Yeah. Use that ass of yours. It traumatized box me. Box them out. Box them out. And, I, and I, was, I hated my body. I was so insecure about it for years. And I also felt like whenever a man wanted to sleep with me when I was younger, that meant that they loved me or I got some sort of like sense of satisfaction from it. Like that dopamine hit. Very shallow though. Very shallow. You don't very, realize it until later in life. And that's you don't realize it until later in Even life. Even as a man, if you have any spirituality in you, being with a lot of women is not healthy. I think and people will laugh at me, my friends that know me and know how I was when I was younger, right? But I think as you get older mm-hmm. and you look back, like there's a price to everything. I don't just collaborate with anybody. Like I have to feel a certain vibe about you. Like I'm very good at reading souls or reading people's energy and if I don't like your energy, I don't want to work with you. And there's certain people that I'm like, this person was a great experience, a great, a great soul tie, a great energy. Like I'll always share something with them. Even in this adult industry, you're also still sharing like energy with somebody. And I am a believer of that. So I don't think that sleeping with a lot of people, if you're sleeping, you're like plugging into somebody. So their energy is plugging into your energy. Are they in a good mood that they, like you want to work with people that are just good people? Cause you feel good leaving that. Like I've had collabs where I'm like, I feel great after and that was such a great experience. And that person was so great. And like, we just vibed and it was a great experience. And I didn't feel like disgusting or dirty. I've had experiences when I was sleeping around when I was younger, having one night stands or, or I felt so gross and it translated into that lifetime of abusive relationship, abusive relationship and that weird downward spiral. And now I'm on an upward, upward spiral because I'm kind of doing things on my own terms. Like I'm sleeping with who I want to sleep with, working with who I want to work with. I'm in control of it. It's safe. Everyone's tested. Like I feel very, I feel very. Everyone in the world can see it. I don't care. So you're taking something that's in my opinion, very intimate. Yeah. The act of creation. At times it's intimate because you don't realize what a set is like. Sacred. No, I know because yeah. Eric, Eric Everhard was one of it's, the largest male it's stars. very interesting. He explained to me, he's like, those lights are on. He, he, you can't even see anything. You, I'm surprised you haven't you watched that You don't even connect episode. with anyone. I feel like sometimes at times where it's, it's like, <clears throat> I, I would forget. So those that don't know, you know, the first time you're on it. So basically you progress now into basically yeah. doing. It's about a, the money. Adult film. It's about money. With sure. some of the biggest stars in that industry. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on recently. It's a financial decision for me in my life. When, when did you really start doing this? When did this escalation begin in the career? Um, during COVID. But this part of it. This part? Yeah. Just recently. Around. The collabs. Who have you collabed with? I've collabed with Jason Love. I've collabed with Manuel Ferrara. I've collabed with um, Nick Marks. I've collabed with, off the top of my head, I can't think. Um, Dread. I've collabed with... Um, God. And these are like films that are out or coming out. They're only for purchase on OF. And they can get it on yours or theirs. Both. So it's like a collaboration. It's not like anyone, it's not like a mainstream thing. So we both own the content. If it gets leaked, we just go and call DMA, DMCA, take it down. What's the DMCA? They actually protect your rights. So if like digital content, something, what something, is it? yeah. So if things Management get leaked, agency. people leak things. People are weird. They go on, they buy content just to leak it. Just to shit on you, just kind of take Share away it with other it. guys that hate on it, but they're obsessed with it. It's weird. So, you know, we'd pay a company to go take it down legally because they don't own the rights to that. They can't be leaking it. And then that's that. So, you know, um, who else? I'm going to be working with Kieran Lee. Um, 
only male collaborations or are you going to do both? I've worked with Damien Daisky. He's huge now. Only, I, I don't really like girl, girl content. Because when people ask me, why don't you like it? I always say, I'm not gay. Nothing wrong yeah, with being your gay. Your lifestyle choice is not that, okay. I just, I don't like it. It doesn't resonate with me. I'm not into it. It's like a guy. Like, are you going to go work with a guy? He might say, I'm not gay. And that's fine. But when I sit, people look at me like I'm a little weird in the industry when I say that. I'm like, I want to be my authentic self. And I want to try to still at least enjoy it or not feel uncomfortable. Because if it makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm not doing it. So I'm doing what makes me comfortable right now, you know, and I'm not going to do things in the industry that I'm not comfortable with just because money, I'd rather still be comfortable. Now that you've done a, you know, a few of these collaborations, now they're out there publicly. Mm-hmm. Have you received any backlash? Have you received any sure. negativity? Both. Does anyone, you know, know about it? Like, like what is it like to cross over into adult film? Yeah. Some people could say, all right, OnlyFans, big deal. She shows her, you know, her breast a little bit. She shows her butt in a G-string or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to move to that next level, like, there's nothing yeah. left, right? You, no. You've gone all the way now. There's nothing left. So <laughs> what has that been like for you mentally? Mentally? I and feel... And what has it been like in your life? <sighs> okay, so in a weird way, I feel like, because like I said, I've been in these abusive relationships where men have cheated on me. I've been in countless relationships where I've been, everyone always says, you're such a great partner. You're such a great girlfriend, but I get cheated on or whatever. I feel like I'm living like a man now in a sense where I'm doing what I want to do. I'm living like that. Like, it's kind of like this, like, and there's definitely a double, a double, <laughs> there's a double standard. I, I will. I gotta be fair. Oh, for sure. Men do it all. He's the man. He he's gets the to, man. He gets to bang all these hot broads and get paid for it. But when the woman does it, she's men that watch it also shit on it in a weird way. Like, People will talk shit. I'm like, but if you've ever pulled up something and watched it, which probably every single person has at some time watched something. I've seen it, even if we don't want to. Even, listen, so some of the stuff why, on TV is the same. Why talk about it? It's like, it's, I feel like a lot of people project things on others and it's like, mind your business. You'd live a lot happier life not projecting things. So when I read it, I'm, I'm a... I'm an adult and I'm... So you do get some good, really bad messages? Oh, at all times. I get usually the, like the best insult right now. Cause I started doing the podcast again and just, I figured, you know, I kept it off my social media for a long time, but I also only filmed with like a friend or maybe like a partner or someone. And it was kind of secretive. And, and why would I post this person on my social media? Cause everyone's going to assume that that's my boyfriend or something weird. So, and they're not a, a name in the industry. So I wasn't going to post like a selfie of me and that person. It would be so weird. Like, what does this mean? Now that I'm like, okay, well, instead of me, you know, making like 20 or 30 videos with a friend of mine, who these people kind of don't really care to see. Let me just go make one video with a big name, let them, you know, watch it and that's it. So when I post the pictures, people are like confused. And I'm like, well, you were never really a true fan of mine, A, because you never subscribed to see what's going on on there, clearly, because I've been on there since 2018. During COVID, I probably put out my first boy-girl video that was with like a friend or something, a clip. And you just don't know what I've been doing. So now you are it's seeing it like as if it's for the first time or something. And I get people do comment negatively and it's weird. My friends are so supportive. They're like, Oh my God, you're killing it. You're um, I'm so proud of you. Look where you've came. Some people have such a different view of the world. People have said, Oh my God, you're so successful now. Look what you're doing. And then other people are very negative about it. But I understand both views. Cause I've been that person that was very negative about the adult industry before I got into it. So I felt like whatever I, judged 
You it's can. like the universe threw it back at me. Like, okay, this is what you judge. These are like levels or like hurdles you need to get over. Cause everything you judge, I'm going to put it in your life and you're going to understand it in a different sense or a different way. So, and everything that I judged about others, it's like, look what I'm doing it now. And it's not that bad. Or I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. And I understand why other people have views on it. And I get this one diss all the time, which is kind of a weird diss. And it's, I post about it a lot. I usually get, what are you going to do when you're 50? And what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you're 50? Half dead. Are you going to be living miserable, alone, no kids, no husband with your cats and plants? Now, to me, that's the number one thing that people say to me. It's, they, they it's like the number one, they think is the Achilles heel to, to break you. Okay. So to break me, what is your response? I mean, I was going to ask you, I said, what, that sounds what will amazing. you do later in life when Listen, this is all over? Do you think, first of all, do you ever want to be married? I don't know. I'm not opposed You're okay to marriage. If not, I don't know if I'd want the document. I don't mind being in a community relationship. You know what I mean? Like being in a serious ass relationship. I don't think you need the document. I've been, I'm a monogamous person. <clears throat> but it I sounds like, like you've been the one that's serious and these clowns haven't been. That's what I mean. I've never had somebody serious about me. So right now I'm living and I'm single and I'm so having So if you fun. had that one man that's like, I'd you be love with yeah. all your heart. He loves you the right way. I've been in the situation where I've deleted And if he content, came back and said to you, I don't want you in this business no more. If you really love him. What would you say? I'd probably leave it. Yeah, for if sure. If you found the right if one. If I found the right person, like your soulmate. I just haven't, I tell people all the time, I haven't found the soulmate. Okay. Do you think, you don't think it'll be a lot harder though with what you're no. doing? Why? Because you attract what you are. So I'm the kind attract. of guy, I can't stand the thought of anybody well, I get even that. their past bothers me. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a jealous person too. Listen, me. Even I have a little retro. I'm not gonna lie. Retroactive. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I can't stand the thought. But it's not like right? we. But then to be, have it out there where anyone yeah. can see it, that would me personally. If I f fell in love with you and I knew you were the greatest person in yeah. the world, and let's say I didn't know it first, let's say we just fell in love and then I found out. But those I, are your red flags. I, I would not I ignore them. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able yeah. to to be and with a woman fine. like you. But see, and it's not even because you wouldn't be the right for yeah. me. Like you could treat me like gold, but I wouldn't be able to live with knowing, first of all, the mental images of seeing. Yeah. Because the imagination is bad enough, but then actually seeing it for someone like me, it would, it would destroy. I wouldn't be able to, even if I loved you with all my heart. No, I understand that. And that's where I think that people need to be honest with themselves when they're in relationships. So what do you think about that? What do you think about the future? I think the future is, is actually great because I think that. I'll probably, people ask me like when I was on Fresh and Fit. You're going to just have to be content with the fact that more than mm -hmm. likely you're probably going to die single. Um, because I might. And, and, uh, there's a high likelihood, at least. Because the thing is, is that what you've basically done, right? You're 38 years old. Mm -hmm. You make a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. You've outpriced yourself for what you give a man in return. A man that makes the kind of money that you make nowadays is typically one going to want to get with a girl mm -hmm. that's younger, isn't on OnlyFans, doesn't have a past, doesn't have certain traumas, mm -hmm. et cetera. And you're 38. I, so I completely get it. Like, you probably if, made lifestyle yeah. choices and changes that you're not willing to concede with to a man anymore. You know what I mean? And that's fine. But I think once women understand that once you reach a certain age or you reach a certain lifestyle or reach a certain income bracket, it's going to be very difficult for you to go backwards. And a guy that makes that kind of same money, mm -hmm. it's not a good trade for him to date a girl like you when he can go date a girl that's 18 that doesn't have that background. You're never going to find a husband. You're never going to find this and that. No, I'm going to find somebody that's going to accept my past, present, future. We're going to grow together. Might be in the same industry as me. Okay. Retired, retired. There's so Who many knows? people yeah. in the adult industry that are literally married. I, I, everyone I meet is almost married in a happy, healthy relationship. They've been married for What's 20 years. What's that guy? Years. I think he's been on Fresh and Fit too. Uh, what's his name? 
Adam 22, whatever. Oh, Adam, his 22 wife, and his wife. His, his yes. wife. I mean, but that's it works crazy for them. Shit, though, Listen, man. it works for them. They're happy. They're both living. I mean, their they lives. joke about it like it's nothing. Yeah, because you realize that it's on set at times. It's not like I'm going to your house and having an off-camera experience that's intimate. Because in the industry, off-camera and on-camera are very different. So are, people are, think it's super inappropriate to be doing that off-camera. That's where it gets intimate and the lines are blurred. On-camera, kind of people understand that this is all right. Lights, camera, action, work mode. Go to work. Give me my check. Put on a show. So there's also, like you said, camera, there's lights in my face. I can't even see the person sometimes. <laughs> you just, you're doing what you're doing. You, you leave. You don't even feel like it was this intimate experience. You know, it's kind of odd. It is a little uncomfortable. It has to be. It's not. So, some some of them, it's like. Not because of the, the, uh, the actor, but it's just the lights. Other people that are sitting there observing you doing it. It's not. It. Well, sometimes we film it ourselves. Me and one person, like there's certain scenes, it's all, it's all different. There's sometimes there's like a person there. If you're just like lazy and you want to just grab a camera guy and it's easier for you and you, you do it. And it's, I've had experiences with creators where I was like, this, this was intimacy. And this was like, we had chemistry and I enjoyed this. And I've had experiences where I was like, I did not enjoy this, but the, the video is great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it looks fire, but it's just different with everybody. I'm kind of having fun with it at this point, And I just started doing it. And I'm the kind of person that maybe it's the Aries in me, the fire sign. I'm super competitive. So whatever I do, I'm going to do it and I'm going to be the best. So if I do this, I'm going straight for the big names. I was like, nah, I'm jump right over into the number one person that won an award this year was Dread, Jason AVNs. I just hit them right up. It's AVNs, right? AVN. Yeah, the AVN. I never Adult went to an AVN, network. but maybe I'll go to see what's about in network. But I said, okay, I'm going to go work with these people because they're the number one at the top. Like that turns me on in some sense, like as if <laughs> I've worked with You're the in the fucking NBA of adult yes. films. Like that's yeah, the top. it's kind of huh. crazy. Yeah. And it's cool. Like you meet different people and it's kind of like this open-minded approach to sex where I never had that before. I was always in such a box or like I went to Catholic school and my, my mom was super strict with me. So speaking of mom. Parents, do they even know what you do? No. How about your brother? Yeah, my brother's cool. He accepts? Yeah, he doesn't care. As long as I buy his kids presents. <laughs> like, but so, at the end of the day, like. So, and your parents live in this bubble where, I mean, you put, listen, I'm not the only person you've been on. You don't watch my you, stories with my parents when everyone's like, put them on the show. Yesterday, you were in the car with your dad and he's listening my to the. My dad had a the, flip phone until this year. He's listening to the telemarketers. He, he still talking. has on his iPhone. So he my has question a phone is. Book. What would happen if, God forbid, he did find out? They would still love me. You sure? Mm-hmm. You don't think it would smash his soul a little bit? It might hurt him. It my, would destroy parents, him. I'll be honest. If it was my daughter, if I had a daughter, yeah. it would. I would be devastated. But my parents, I know they would love me and they still love me and they wouldn't. I know some people in my family probably are not open-minded and would never Do talk to me Do you think anyone else in your family knows? I mean, no one's going to tell them like, hey, we saw. I mean, I don't think it's so. not just your parents that don't know. You have to subscribe. You don't really have like cousins and uncles. And are even you don't have that one cousin that's a hater. Like. It's such a generational thing. Like, I don't think that they know what an OnlyFans is. Kind of. Like, they don't know what an Instagram is. A lot of them. Yeah, but you have other people in your family. They're older. Like, it's weird. It's like a generational gap. Like, my... You don't have 5,000 cousins like I do? No. Mm-mm. Lucky you're not Albanian because you would have been on the growing front page up, of the Albanian news the next day like this. She's doing this! It's weird because <laughs> growing up, my grandfather was one of 16. One of sixteen, and he was the wow. youngest, so they were all old. That was the old days, yeah. Yeah, so it was Italian, days. Italian, yeah. Sicilian, um, from the Bronx. No, my grandmother and grandfather met in the Bronx. 
So Arthur your Avenue. family, your grandfather, and my grandfather, were all next to each other because they were all in the Bronx. Yeah, Arthur Avenue. Italians and Albanians. Yeah, hundred percent. Carbone from the Bronx. Yeah, do they own the, the restaurant over here? No, I wish. <laughs> need, 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 I need some juice there, man. And then my grandmother was a Russian Jewish woman, and he had her convert to marry him. He was like, you know, the typical Italian. You got to be Catholic. My mom gotta... learned to cook. You would think she's Italian. She used to hand roll pasta growing up. So, um. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever have children? Do you want to have children? I get asked this question a lot. And okay. So I'm not against children. Freezing your eggs or what? Had Talk to me. No. If I ever had kids, if I ever had a child, I'd want to be a stay-at-home mother and I'd want to leave everything. I want to raise my child and I want to cook. But you don't have a fear that one day that kid would see your work. I, I, I don't mean, care. How, how? I would discuss it with my child in the most realistic way. You don't think it would world. be traumatizing though? No. It's real. This is life. Like, there's things that happen in life. Like that's, but you don't have to do that. There was people, most people would say, well, you don't have to do that for a living. I so. get it. But that would be like, when was my kid? What would make you think it that? wouldn't be traumatized? But I'm saying I would leave. I would not be sitting here actively. If I was pregnant tomorrow and I was with the man of my dreams, my soulmate, things were perfect. I'd say, you know what? I don't want to do this for my child. Probably. I'm not saying it's for everybody and you should be doing this. So but you don't think, what about the fragments? Those never go away. It's always out there forever. That's what I'm, I'm not talking about that. You would continue to do. No, I know that. And I would have to just be real with my, my child and just, it's the most realistic, vulnerable thing. And like, yes, I did this to put myself in a better position financially because of how I was, let's be honest. I don't do this because I love it. I do this because like I said, I was 35 years old. I was a nurse working my ass off 16 hour days, handing parents their baby that's dying. Okay. And at times they couldn't handle it. So here I am body bagging a child. I know you explained you explain this on the first job. episode. Yeah, you okay. told so me. People don't understand also what, like, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. So I did this job, super stressed out. I dated guys where they were like, I can't handle the stress of your job because you come home and Carrying that energy. carry that energy. I was, I was working around death. So I'm very big I've been around of energy. a lot of my life. So I know. So I'm, I'm in a hospital around sick people. Every day you hear the word cancer, sickness, this night. You got a week said, to live, fucking, you know. I started crazy to shit. really be like, you know what? What if I manifest this into my life just because I'm around it, hearing about it? I'm not working in a healthy unit, right? I'm working in a, in a unit that also has very sick children. And I felt like I was there for a reason for as long as I was. And I felt like I was a great nurse. You saw human suffering. I saw, I learned a lot about life. One of the worst, worst, worst ways you could see my nightmare. Okay? Yeah. I got three children. You know, like. I've always said this, like, and you were seeing it every day. Like, okay, repeat, yeah. repeat. Here's another mom losing her yeah. kid. Here's another dad going like, but also I can only very, imagine what you've seen. It was also very positive. A lot of babies go home. The ones that are super sick and suffering, it's almost like a way to accept it. What happened? You're like this part, this life. They would have had a horrible life. Horrible. Like and that. the parents would have suffered too. And I and, understand And from it. the spiritual side, we believe if any soul, from my faith, I'm not pushing on anyone. We believe any child, anyone that dies before the age of reason, yeah, meaning the age of puberty, understanding right from wrong they get like they don't even stand judgment they're like straight in straight yeah. into the pearly gates like we get to i'll talk about after straight what, to heaven, i believe what happens like what i personally believe what happens when you die especially because i've also you think in multiple you, you probably believe in multiple lives don't you yeah i don't you don't i, I don't. believe you are eternal being we're made from one creator right mm -hmm. and he has and i say he's not because he's a man i want to clarify people don't understand that it's a being Beyond comprehension. Yeah. 
We are the ants. We're not even ants. But do you believe you die and that's it? Or you have a soul and it goes somewhere? You have a soul that goes forever. Okay. That's kind of... two trap doors. And kind of what you do, you're in the danger zone here, Dara. From from my side. I get it from religion and spiritual Yeah, I'm not trying to... Because there is something about sex that is, in my opinion, very sacred. I don't think we realize. It's not just this transference of energy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the reason the world is where it is today is because we have taken the act of creation and turned it into a sport. Then every single person is a sinner. I don't Absolutely. know anyone. I, there's very, We've turned very it into a sport. amount of, we turned it into a sport. Exactly. Uh, so, and this is on both sides. I blame men more than women. I want to clarify for the record here. Mm-hmm. But what I don't, I don't think women realize is like they were the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize, I think up until now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. this generation, they didn't realize that they're the ones that actually had the power that they were, in my opinion, the nucleus of society. Mm-hmm. The ones that would hold not only themselves down, but the men. The, the pe- women thought the men had the power. I'm talking about family. Women. women have the power. Nuclear family. Yeah, nuclear family. Yeah. Okay, it's literally the nu- create life. The nucleus of society. Yeah. I think it's after women start acting like Even men. Even when I worked in an, as a nurse, the, the babies that would make it, that were more viable, and that we'd say, oh, she's a girl. She's going to be vigorous and viable. Because that, the female contributes to life so usually the babies would come out would make it or more yeah female. I, I feel like as we became more promiscuous mm-hmm. as a whole doesn't matter if you're in the industry you're in or not i'm just talking about to me it doesn't matter if you're doing it on camera or no one sees it, it. doesn't matter spiritually i'm talking about exactly if you're sleeping with 100 guys it's the same thing on or off camera it's a little bit worse when it's on camera because you're from my my faith, we believe that anyone that witnesses you doing this and testifies against you. I get, okay, I get that. So on the day of judgment, you'll have yeah. millions of people saying, but they're going to be in trouble for watching it anyway. <laughs> so it's like a double-edged sword, <laughs> which is why pr- I try. Now, have I, Maybe we're all here in, have, in have, hell. Have, have I done what all young men do and, you know, even men to this day, you know, have I seen I some of these things? I think that people lose faith because they haven't but seen But I have taken that out of my life. And okay. I do notice a massive difference. You know, I feel like it, I really truly believe it corrupts the soul. I feel like it creates, and they've done studies on this, Tara. You can't tell me no. You've read some of the studies or no? Well, I believe that you should, like, I understand waiting till marriage because you would never know anything better or want anything better. And they've done studies on that too, actually. I I think that that's probably a Those marriages last. Those marriages definitely last. I believe that. When both are, not just both are. Both were celibate before they consummated. But okay, that's what I mean. When they've you don't done know, studies on when that. you're both, you know, in that you're the first time each, I can understand how you would never really like crave or want. they would probably need to watch your videos though. This way, they would know how to do something different than what they imagined. <laughs> like, that's probably they, they should get a pass, I guess. But like, who needs to do all that extra stuff? It's honestly sometimes for videos, like in my real life, I'm not going to be upside down and a crazy upstanding 69. Like, nobody wants to do that now in real life. So you're, oh, you asked look, me about kids. I didn't answer. Yeah. So, do do you think you'll ever will? Do you want? Um, I thought I wanted kids. And now you've seen what happens when things go wrong too, which is another thing that's yeah. So I love children. I feel like I've literally loved and mothered about hundreds of babies. So I was in a position where I would hold a baby every single day. Nothing more beautiful than holding a baby, even if it's not your own baby. Like it's just something so soothing to the soul. When you, yeah, you got to see it coming out of the womb. Like you got to go through a million experience to go through it and see it. I wish that I had that experience. But when people say to me, because of who I am today at almost 40, right? So at 30, when I was society says is the good woman, I was a nurse. I worked 
nonstop. I didn't, what, what did I do wrong back then? Why wasn't I married? Why didn't I have a kid? Why didn't I have Why this? were you getting beaten? What, where's the, the knight in shining armor that came down and saved me and I had this life? You don't think you overlooked a few of those knights in shining armor? I think sometimes, honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I had I one guy. Men and women married. do it too. I was almost married. Men and women do it. I was almost married. Not just women. There's men too. I was almost married. Where they meet the right one. They know there's none of that radars going off. They treat them the right way. Or they're trying just to date you. But I wasn't in love. But that's, see, that's, that's, that's the catch, right? The catch was I wasn't. The attraction wasn't the there. The attraction wasn't there. But it was great. Like, we were best friends. I tried to force something that wasn't there, and I didn't feel that. And I said to myself, I'd rather search the rest of my life and look for that. That, you, that soul feeling that you know. Like I said, I would well, change, It's not just physical. It's everything. My, if I had that feeling, because you know when you have a feeling about something, you love someone or something, I would do whatever it takes to love that person that human like so yeah i don't know what it's right now in my life the person i love is me and i'm just doing what makes me happy but if i met the right person even tomorrow maybe i would want to go freeze my eggs maybe i would want to go have a kid maybe i'd want to just literally shut down my social media and live my life with that person i might be a different person but i can't and i can't worry about my future and say oh let me go back to nursing let me live paycheck to paycheck in new york because we know the taxes are crazy it's ridiculous was, here. Listen, people and Fresh and Fit used to say stuff to me on the show like, oh, you were making $100,000 a year. How could you not afford? I said, you want to know how? Come my live car, up here. Come live up here. My car and my my rent were two weeks worth of Yeah, but work. now they know in Brickell because it's like here now. Now you they know what, how far money goes. My apartment had in my... roaches in it. Okay. Up until three years ago, thanks to OnlyFans, I didn't have a safe building. I had people that were at my door. I My ex had a warrant out for his arrest that he put his, my address on something. I had cops at my door sometimes. I had him showing up in the middle of the night on drugs from years ago. I haven't even seen this kid in years sometimes. I didn't have a doorman in my building. I put myself in a better position that no man came in and put me in. I did it myself. And whether it was with the adult industry, which I'm grateful for and blessed that it, that it did that for me because I was living so stressed out, paycheck to paycheck. It, you couldn't imagine the stress and the low vibration energy I was in. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. I also was, I worked for 13 years as a nurse. So since I was 22 and at one point I said to myself, you know, when those nurses, you see them and they're, they're like older and they're angry. They're not as loving and nurturing anymore. Yeah. They're just tired. of it. I wanted to leave the profession before I got to that point because you're very tired and overworked. And I said, it, it was like, just, this is what hit me. I said, Oh my God, I'm at this age. I'm like 35. I'm going to have to work another 33 years of this to retire. I have to figure something out and I have to figure it out. It's not someone else. And that's how what long, I did. How long do you think you have in this industry? Time I can make the amount of money in one day that it could take me to make a, in a week of nursing and not be stressed. It's, it's the stress. So what I'm saying is how, how long do you think you have to keep doing this type of content? The content will make me money forever. It's more of like the nursing. What I did as a nurse yeah, you have a pension. There's no residual. Yeah, there's, there's no, no residual. residual. So this, like I said, I could start a podcast. I could have. When do you think you'll be done? I have no idea. Three, four years? I don't know. Probably. But the cut, when is the cutoff from there's major? There's really no cutoff. Stuff. Like you look at things online, there's, there's always a. Uh, do you think with this new, always an industry this new version of it, because, you know, OF didn't exist back in the day. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like these followers after a while convert to like followers besides they like they kind of like. They feel like they know you in the most intimate way. Yeah. So if you started a podcast, they support it. If you they had would. to, like, they don't just care about physically anymore. You have to build a following. Because you, you do like a lot of talk. It's not just yeah sexual stuff. When you're putting content out, you talk to these people. 
Do you like get everybody to, has sex. Do you get to see people. them or is it audio? Like how does it work if a fan wants to talk to you? Um well, so on my OF page, I tell people like if you're subscribed and you pay to subscribe and you actually supported content, whether you want to open it or not, I'll talk with you. I'll send sometimes audios. Like I feel like they're my friends. Like I'm bored sometimes at home. I'm just sitting on my phone chatting, chatting away. I go live. <laughs> I used to do daily lives where I would just pop on the OF and just like hang out with people and people don't even want to be sexual. They want to just talk to you as a person. Sometimes they're not in a relationship and they're just lonely and single and they want to have a human interaction. I feel like people don't interact as humans anymore. You know, like you're sitting Did you see what's coming out with the whole Apple provision? I mean, I, my friend just got it. I saw something on the feed. I, don't, I think, on. you know, as awkward as life has become with these phones, because you yeah. remember the world before the phones. Oh, yeah. I think what's about to There would come be no OF without the phone. What's coming out right now, yeah. I think we're going to lose a lot more people as far as, like, the way life was. Like, people are going to put these glasses on now. I see what's going on. It's already a big thing. It's all over the internet right now. My friend yeah, just got... My friend, my one of my best friends, he just bought the Apple goggles. He's like, it was a side, and I was like, dude, I'm going home. He's like, this shit is crazy. Like, he was, like, obsessed with it already. What is? What is it? AI? It's the new AI where you put these on. It's already out there, $3,500. I'm pretty sure OF is already working on a way to... <laughs> okay, you put th these things on and it's like yeah. ridiculous. Like in this room, I would be able to have like 10 screens open. Yeah. It's sick. It's already out. The type I, in I Apple. saw it on like people on the train were like typing. It's crazy. you're doing work and you're it's like air typing. It's, it's like, it's insane. So yeah. I think the, you know, the type of content you're making is only going to be even more crazy in that world and i think that's where the gold rush is it's all in the metaverse it really is i don't like that i don't want us to go into the metaverse i have a bad feeling about the metaverse yeah. but that's where it's all going it's you know what though you have to kind of like people think it's good or bad do you think honestly in your heart of hearts do you think that 20 years from now you'll regret any of this i don't regret or are you ever done i i take it as a learning i take it as like there's something that made me do this. Do you think there's a I chance to learn it that you to, might regret it? I don't know. Maybe a small. You won't rule it out, chance. right? You won't rule won't it out. Rule it out, but I'm, I never say never because whenever I say I will never regret it something or I will happens. never do this, slap it in my face and it happens, right? So I'm not saying that. I don't know. I haven't been through that experience where something has happened where I'm like, I regret this right now. Right now, I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. I kind of think in the now. I'm not really worried about the future or the past. And I feel like you get stressed out when you think too far ahead or too far in the past. I want to live in the now and I'm doing right now. What makes me feel good next week? I might have an experience in the industry where I'm like, Oh, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think it's about each, it. each day. Take it day by I think day. day by day. So you went on fresh and fit. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? What's the experience like now? Were you already doing this type of content before you went on or was it just pictures? No, I've had this type of content out. Okay, so what was that experience like going on there? You know, they're a huge dating show. Yeah, yeah, they talk about. They bring in a lot of women. They talk about why women. There's a lot. I'm not going to so lie. There's a lot that they say that I like. I I'm like it too. Lie. No, I do. As, I do a, like as a, you know, heterosexual, maybe old school kind of man. It's about delivery though. But think women what do you think about that, that whole podcast? You feel like it's only one-sided? You feel like women are getting more heat on that than they should? Like, what, what's your true, true opinion? I feel like there, it, it could be done in a Is way. Is it fair? It's not fair because you go on the show and you immediately have to um, be in this like mode of I got to I got to defend myself because they 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 do talk. They're not nasty all the time. 
until you get nasty back. But there is moments where they are real and they tell you what a man's, I can't, I can't get mad at a man's point of view. If you're telling me something, that's how a man thinks. Okay. A lot of men think the same. A lot of men think the same. A lot, a lot of, of women, women think, think the, same. the same. Yeah. So you have to listen to it and have to learn from it. I do learn from being there and I can listen with an open mind. But what I don't do is I don't disrespect somebody else. It's giving me a conversation. So I don't fat shame. I don't say certain things that are, that are hurtful. I don't read certain hurtful comments. I read them every day on my page. I ignore them. I don't care. And I could sit there and I could let somebody like I have a shield around me. It's like sticks and stones. They break my bones, but I don't care. So whenever they say something to me, I just like, I'm just like, whatever. We don't need to be together. I'm never going to be your wife. You're never going to have to deal with me. I don't care. And somebody will love me and somebody will accept me and I'll maybe find that person. I'm also okay with being single and I'm also okay not getting married. I'm also okay not having a kid. And that angers people. That's like the weirdest insult to say to a woman, like, you're going to be alone. Why is that so bad? I make money. Can't I just put myself in the most luxurious nursing home that money can buy and, and worry about myself? Because I, I know people that are married that are miserable, that are just together. Living I think there's a lot. Beds. I don't know. It's, there's it's, a lot of people that are married. People that are should miserable. stop judging others and projecting and telling people what they should and shouldn't do. I agree with just you on that. Happy. Even as a spiritual person, very spiritual. I have, I, my video today was about that. I have no right to judge you. The only one that can judge us is the one that gave life to all of us. Mm-hmm. He knows your story. He knows what you've been through. He knows your intentions. He knows, you know, we, we don't know how your also, life is. Like, I think we that, might talk in 20 years from now. Yeah. You might be covered from head to toe, praying five times a day. You change, like, you know, yeah. you don't know where your journey ends. I don't know. And this might have been a, a journey <clears throat> I needed to go through to get to a point to maybe change my life, to teach women to love them. So I don't know. There's, I always look at both sides of it. Like, why did I end up here? How did I end up here? Am I in a good state of mental health? Because I know that my life is, is my mental health is better. My finances are better. I'm, my life is really good right now. I'm really happy. And I believe that that's not from, like, you seem calmer. Sources. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Because, you know, the last time you, you seem a lot yeah. more confident. Yeah. A lot calmer. I do love myself. I love my body now. I'm you know, you seem very healthy. You don't very seem, healthy. not that you seem like you're on anything back then, yeah. but like, I can tell you're not on anything. Nothing. Your pupils ain't dilated. I barely drank since the summer. So, I mean, from the onset, I mean, you seem to be doing better. Yeah, I'm great. Than when I first met you. Yeah, I feel really good. Like, and people say like, oh, you're going to be alone. I said, I'd rather be alone than unhappy or in a situation that isn't, right from my soul like so if being alone with my cats and plants my rescue animals that i've literally i don't understand why that is such a weird diss towards women they love to say the cats thing what do they say they always say like you're gonna be with your cats oh she's got cats she's crazy or she's single and this and that and it's like what does that mean like i get that all the time like you're gonna be alone at 65 years old with your cats and your plants and you're gonna be unhappy you're gonna be that lady at the park that sits there and plays with everyone else's kids because she has none of her own you know what the happiest people I sometimes I single have, you, people. You could have kids and they end up destroying your life too. Yeah. Right? Because like no one has the wisdom. But I also feel like I'm almost like I said, after thirty five years old, let's be realistic, because I've worked in the, the medical industry, my chances of having a healthy baby towards forty is not the best. No, okay? it's not. So I'm also understand that. I understand that. So do then I want to put, put my child risk. and my life at risk? I don't know. Unless I was with a man that really wanted this and and because my mom wishes I had kids. She's like, you're such a good mom. You're so good with your niece and nephew. And I'm like, I love them. I would, if, if I dated a man that had kids, I would open my arms to, to love them. 
I've loved other people's babies. Like they were my own. I felt like sometimes I wanted to like adopt these babies in the hospital. Like I, I loved it, but I also feel like a mother that was maybe God saying to me, you might not be a mom in this lifetime. Cause I believe in multiple lives. I feel like I'm a mom in some life. I do. I feel like truly like I have kids and I was put into this world to be a nurse for some re- some period of time for a reason. And it was the most intimate form of nurturing a child, a sick child that a mother couldn't handle at that time. At that moment, I was the mother. I stepped in, did what I had to do, learned so much about life and about, about things. It's probably also what, what has changed me a lot. And I just feel like I'm a mom and I've had kids and I don't feel that motherly urge to go out and force myself to have a kid with somebody that's not right. Cause people do that to save relationships, save a marriage, have marriage. If it's not right, I don't want it. I want to be in that soulmate relationship. I haven't found it and I might not find it and it's okay. It's okay. Women out there. It's okay. If you don't find the soulmate, the fairy tale, the, if you're alone when you're older, I do believe it exists. It's okay. I believe, it I believe it's out there because sure. you've seen those couples, man. I love those 90 years old still holding so their cute. hands. That was my grandma and grandma. To me, I think it's like one of the greatest treasures my, in life. If you parents. can find that person, man, that one person. You, are your, is your, was your family together? Mm-hmm. Your parents are still together? Yeah, they're together. still together. But we did okay. things the old way. But, Arranged marriages and all that shit. That doesn't. But doesn't that kind of, I don't know if it screwed up my, when I date somebody, I have this expectation of my parents and my grandparents. And men don't really treat me that way. Like I've watched my dad sleep on the floor. My mom was having brain surgery. I remember at times where I'd be like, I'm not feeling well. Can, can you come with me to the hospital? I got shit to do. And I'm like, get out of my life because my, I agree love. with you. That's a deal breaker. If you're with a it's woman, a deal breaker for me. If you're, if you're with a woman and she's sick and you're not willing to go to the hospital, you're a fucking loser. Uh, no, I believe you're a that's loser. That's a new one we're going to add. That's another, that's, I'm going to add this to my checklist. I remember These, that's to me is like, they I don't, don't have to ask you it. either. I want you to want to, cause I would be there. I would be doing, no, you should be there. Like you should be the one telling, like, I think you should go to the hospital, babe. I think you should go to the hospital. Let me drive you let to me, the hospital. Yeah, like, let me be there. Oh, you need something from the know? pharmacy. What do you need? I'm, I'm raised like that. And so I, I once dated a girl. I made her father go. I took her father. Forget her. Yeah. I took her father to the hospital. And as soon as she crossed over the threshold, he had aneurysm. He would have died if I didn't do what I did. God did it, but through me. Yeah. Because he had a migraine for two days. I'm like, this is not normal for a man. Yeah, it's not. So, boom, as soon as we got it, I was like, I'm not going to go. I said, if you don't go, I'm calling 911. They're going to come and force you. Otherwise, I take it. As soon as, literally, as soon as we crossed over the door, he started convulsing yeah. on the phone. So, I was willing to do that for her dad, let alone her. So, I agree with you. Like, if they yeah. can't take time out of their day because you're not feeling yeah, well, exactly. they don't love you. No. So run, Forrest. Run. That. So, I haven't found that man that has, you know, been willing to do those things for me i don't get it man and i'm gonna tell you my experience i've dated many women in my life i feel like in my experiences i feel like i feel like women really a lot of times pick the wrong guy man they really do, do. Like, they don't want they know that this guy's the right guy but they want you the bad guy when i was in my prime i acted like an asshole yeah. i had countless women like if you could see somebody i so- told them don't date me i'm an asshole yeah. i'm probably gonna you know when i was single yeah. young i'm talking about 20 Plus years ago, I, I gave them the heads up. I'm not looking for anything serious. So I, that's on them. But they all felt like they could make me the one. Mm-hmm. It's and a challenge. A, Some yeah, people like that. I think that's stupid. It is stupid. I it's think you need to find someone the same mindset. I'm looking for someone that wants something serious. Someone that I can trust. Someone that I can love. I feel like the minute you lose trust, it's over. There's no. It's very hard to fix. When trust is gone. Mm. Cheating's goodbye. Yeah. Right. So I'll never talk to you again. 
there's no point. Well, I mean, what the fuck? At that point, it's like you, you can't fix that. You know, anything else under the sun is, you know, you have, if you're not willing to work on things. But that person wasn't realistic. And I think that when they went into that relationship with you, they knew that they still wanted something else and they're not happy because if they loved you and you were the woman, woman for them, they did you a, they did you a service by doing that. Go out and find the right person. Cause the right person is never going to do that to you. They're never going to put themselves in a position to lose you. You know, I agree. And I think until you have that person that, you know, you don't want to lose. Yeah. Then you're not with the right person. No. And you should be single. Exactly. Because yeah. if you're with someone you don't want to lose, you'll do anything for them. I believe that. And uh, it's, it's true. And you would never, you could never picture life without them. Exactly. And I don't know if that's why God makes men's testosterone lower after a certain age. Cause I really think testosterone has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think that that chemical controls men more than they understand it does. does. And I'm not saying like tax and toxic masculinity, yeah. but like from this perspective, like I think as you get older, that comes down and then you tap more into like your feminine energy as a man. You're just like, damn, you know, I was a fucking scumbag. Like you want to feel safe. I always tell people like the number one thing for me in a relationship is to feel safe. Like, can I, well, that, I think that's for all, I think that's a very strong one for women to feel secure. Safe. Like, can I feel safe with my emotions? Can I feel safe with my mental health? Can I feel safe with just around you? Like, do I feel that sense of relief or do I feel like I have to be on eggshells and I have to be worried about things? I just want to feel like healthy and happy. And if I don't get that vibe, it's off for me. There's a lot more. I think we should follow up sometime. Talk just about dating. Dating so much. So they're so a lot but you know i i wanted to thank you for coming out here i wanted to kind of say you know, make sure i wanted to make sure you're okay no i want um, thank you for having me and i always say to podcast hosts like thank you for taking the time to talk to a girl that's on OnlyFans. realistically like getting to know your life not projecting or trying to lecture her and and just listening to somebody and listening to how they got here because everyone has a story to tell and ever everyone deserves to be able to like you know be seen as a person it's not like we're sitting here in lingerie like I'm some crazed lunatic, you know. Like I feel like people forget that you're. Yeah, human. there's the stigma. There's the you know they don't they don't realize it. So yeah, you know again, like I said, I'm not a, a fan of the OnlyFans. No, and I get I'm, that. I'm not into that lifestyle. I I do believe there's repercussions. I later tell girls all the time, don't don't. I t I I legit tell a lot of my friends. I'm like, don't do it. No, like you're going to ruin your career trajectory. There's a certain time and place to do it. If you don't have a following on social media, what are you doing? You, you got to take that leap. And there's a certain fine line between you can't go back. You have a career. And if you're going to go, you better make it. Otherwise, you're taking a very yes. big risk. You can't take that risk unless you're going to make it. Because doing, imagine doing all that content and it's all I out know, there. And, 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 and no one buys it. How would your mental health be? If no one bought my content, finished. I'd be like, oh my and God. There's definitely a couple million of them out there. Yeah, oh, for who sure. Who have probably done some really shit that they regret now, and like that's got to be the worst. I mean, at least a lot of you people know, leave and they they get depressed about the, about OF because, like you said, there's no platform, there's no explore page, there's no nothing. You have to build up this this plat this following somewhere else and have true fans and fans that want to buy that kind of content. Uh, it's, it's a not handbag easy. seller and then decide to all of a sudden make a OF page. They're gonna be like, what? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not as easy. It's people think it's just oh, you have to be a good looking woman. No, that's a big part yeah, of good it. Good looking friends that are hot and that are like i'm i don't make any money on there like because you don't work and they regret not it doing anything no they don't regret it they just are like they don't put anything crazy out yeah and they just don't understand why they can't make money on there I'm like you got to be consistent it's like any other business you have to market like build the following it took me years to get the seventy thousand every day make content every day go live interact with your fans 
got to be social on social media. They just don't want to talk. And real. But people don't like fake. People sense it, man. Yeah. They can feel it. It's like a lot of the life coaches out there. They don't give a shit about their following. They're just funnels, no, click don't. funnels. They're click they just funnels. They want money. And I'm like, they want them to buy their product and that's it. They don't care. And I think maybe that's why you've been as good as you have because I, I feel like your followers. I'm a good person. I, I see all your Instagram. That. I see I all your. I feel bad when they spend a lot of money sometimes. I'm like, are you, this is like, okay. Like, I don't want to just take your money. I want you to have a good experience. I want you to, in whatever you're buying, I don't want to be that person, you know? Have you ever met any of them in real life? Um, I've, People have recognized me or noticed me like even I, I wouldn't mind hanging like I feel like they're my friends because some of them I get to know them over the like years and I follow them back on social media. I watch their stories. I watch what they do. Like you get you talk about other stuff. It's not just this like 24 hour. Yeah, it's kind of like chat. that's how they found you. But like you're like, what's up? What are the, you doing? The oh friendship my God. evolves kind of It's just like you, you get to know people over the years. They're just supporting you for years. Yes. Know your supporters and be appreciative and be grateful they're there and get to know them that's what i think do you think that our country is definitely leading the way in this industry and do you feel like that's a reflection of us it's well it wasn't created in america other countries are open open towards this in a different way i think it's a uk website because europe is europe i mean listen you know Europe is on a whole nother level, in my opinion. They have brothels, legal, yeah. saunas, uh, all kinds of lot. shit. And then the OF thing is like... They don't even need OF. They can literally, for what it, you know, literally for what <laughs> literally, it would... Literally, I know. $70 to get in, $50 for an hour would drop their gorgeous women. I mean, like, so that's like, where I draw the line. Fans ask me all the time. So I don't think that... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works in Europe because like it's literally, it's cheaper than having dinner. Crazy. I don't agree with that industry at all. Because yeah. I do believe that there's trafficked. Well, I'm, 100%. I also am very like. Um, Have you been proposed to? What? Propositioned. To do that? Like in decent well, proposal. All the time. Like, hey, how can a fan book you? Or can I. Have they thrown you? like crazy amounts of money at you? I've literally had people. Have they tried? People have tried. And I'm like. You've never accepted that offer, right? No, I'm so uncomfortable by it. And I don't want to. What's the most ridiculous? Fan, if you don't mind me, 10, what's the, Just I'm to like, meet. Just no, to meet. To, to do it. And I'm like, no. These are people. I, this is a business decision. This is something that like they want to film or not film. Just just everything. for themselves. So the way I film with somebody, um, I'm, I I research them. I check and see if they're like their name has some sort of like notoriety. Does their Twitter have a big following? Do their does their OF have a lot of likes on top? Like, do they have an engaged full audience? Like, am I are my fans going to know who this is? Because my fans all the time tell me I want to watch you with the like. Oh, are you going to meet fans and fans? They they because they're hoping it's them. They don't want to watch you with a random fan. I think it'll anger them. Okay, this is a person that's a real adult star. This is all they do. It's okay. Let me watch them. This is what they do. But if I was just like, I'm out here with random fans, my fans might be like, screw her. Why isn't it me? I don't want to watch this. So I, but I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like everyone should have, everyone should have access to me. Like I'm not over here doing like 5,000 million scenes. It's like a few people and. It's kind of like me if I, if I was single and having fun with it and wanting to do it, whatever and making a little money and posting it. It's it's the differences on the internet. Imagine if I did it and no one saw it, would you judge me the same way? Would any of these people judge me the same way? No. Just because I'm comfortable enough posting it, they judge me. You need people like her <laughs> so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad woman. <laughs> so God, I'm say so goodbye bad. to the bad woman. Just the last time you're going to see a bad woman like this. What's that from? I don't know. What is Come that? on. Scarface, but we made it for uh, women. <laughs> That's when he's, he stands up in the restaurant because everyone knows he's bad. He's the criminal. Mm -hmm. Do you need people like me? 
Generally, people like me, so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You're just comfortable being the bad girl, at least publicly. You don't give a fuck. I don't care. Say. I just want to, I just really, truly. What do you want to say to your fans who are watching this? Followers, <laughs> the ones that have been supporting you i just want to say thank you i really appreciate all my fans i appreciate everyone that has followed me because you know that you know this industry it's like you said the evil eye on you i've lost all my following i've had to rebuild so many times i lost flower bomb i've lost insanely vain page i've built followings i spent hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout the years it's crazy that you expensive. actually lost those handles yeah they're gone instagram deleted them i don't know why I think it had to do with a bird I rescued because I'm a crazy animal person and I posted it and some lady freaked out. And I was like, I posted it because I found an injured bird outside my building. I didn't know what to do with it. I figured I found out what to do with it because I posted it on my page. She thought I was using it for clout. My Instagram went down. So I had to have something to do with that. So I lost my whole entire business as flower bomb. But you know what? I believe everything happens for a reason. That's what it was. Maybe I needed to release who flower bomb was and become who I am today. I don't know. but. I, I rebuild because I know what I do. I know I'll always be okay. And I just want to say like my true fans, like I said, I have a fan base. They will follow me. They've rebuilt my page to almost 600,000 followers in two years again. You're doing better than me. I bust my ass in here all fucking day. But you have to put And I've in. gone crazy viral multiple times. Yeah. Billions it's of fucking views. Hard, like Billions are posted by the biggest celebrities in the world. So and I'm, I'm at 71,000. And you got to be careful what you do and say on Instagram and you got to <laughs> abide by the rules, but... I'm, I'm just, I'm really. What do you think about the Beck Lever podcast? What do you think about my content? I like your content. You've been watching it for I a while. Retweet. Honestly. I do. I retweet. I know. I've noticed you support a lot of my work. I, I also really think a lot of that. people need to hear some of the things you say. And I, I post it for. Do you think that I try to bring people together or push them apart? Honestly, my true message. No, bring What's your together. opinion? You bring think I'm an together. asshole? Honestly. No, I don't think you're an asshole. <laughs> okay. No. So a lot of people think that I have like some hidden agenda. Like, honestly, I lost family in war. I'm tired of seeing people doing what they're doing. It's, it's. You know, I might not why, agree why with what you. killing people? Why are we giving money to kill people. If, if, imagine if society lived the way it should have been lived in the beginning. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Like, you would, that's why everyone was so happy back then, living together. They didn't need all these things. Everyone was just, whenever I go to other countries, my parents a lot of times, because they are not, they live in this like America mentality where be careful. If you go to Mexico, you might get kidnapped and murdered. Oh, be careful if you go into this country or that country. Yeah, go to Chicago and right? the deep, deep inside. Look at our country. I can go to the Bronx. And go anywhere. stand outside. Is it more dangerous than me it's going dangerous to dangerous everywhere if you don't know what you're doing. It's dangerous everywhere if you don't know. And and you know what? You can't think like that because you're going to like will that into your life. So I live my life like that. I just, I don't, nothing bad's ever going to happen to me and I'm going to live and things are going to be great. God will it. But America is so weird. Like other countries, I feel so reset. I know you've I been, you've been, you've been traveling a lot too. I, I go to seen. Costa Rica. I stay in the jungle. and What do you think about Costa Rica? I loved it. Out of all the places, if you had to leave this country, where would you go live? Tulum. <laughs> Seriously? I feel so spiritual there. It's yeah? such a weird connection to... It hasn't become there. like, well, the rich hang out now and fucking... I went know. and prayed in the cenote, and I tell you that story. No. Have dad. you ever done anything crazy? Like what? Like ayahuasca? No. I won't do it, because I believe... Do you believe in the dimensions and the portals? You I can believe some that shit when on you? you open yourself up into this weird realm... Depends on your mental, mental. So like if you're a happy person, you can get to this like beautiful mental. You don't state. need it then. You don't need it. It's the people that are searching for something and then you open yourself up to negative energy. I, entities. Because you're also around other people when you're doing it. I believe it. I agree 100%. I would never I've do been dealing with a lot with this. I'll never do rapé or whatever. I have people them. begging me, begging me, begging me, begging me. I said, absolutely no. not. I know. Well, they're like I don't surprised. do shrooms. I've never done mushrooms. I've never smoked weed. Intoxicants are very dangerous. That's and what they call it, spirits. 100%. I'm not. 100%. You know what? I'm happiest when I am 
sober, sober. and in my own mind. Like, and observing nature. Observing nature. You can literally look at nature and be like, I feel high. You, know? you work out too? Yeah, but I don't like it as much. I feel like it's weird. Like you never you do saw, it just to stay healthy. But what? But we never see. We have to stay healthy. I've now. started right now. I swear to God, I feel amazing. People in the history, but I, mean, I don't look it right now. Like we need to now with what the food is, what we're doing. But we're I feel, the, I feel the day. difference. You're to not be honest grounding you. every day. You're not out in nature because do you ever see in ancient times a gym? Do we ever uncover a gym? No, but anywhere? they were healthier. Already. They were healthier. We they weren't eating fucking we Kellogg's cornflakes with fucking. <laughs> We're genetically modified wheat and oatmeal is given as that was do you eat meat you eat red meat no i eat from my blood type what is your blood type ab positive it's rare i'm ab negative so do you have problems digesting meat it doesn't feel like it do you crave acidic things i eat like shit (laughs) to be honest with you i don't even i eat everything but they told me i'm the blood type that everyone can give to me yeah we can't and i can only give to ab negative yeah because like we usually give o negative in the hospital so we can't. I always thought I was an O because I'm like such a giving everyone. person. We just can't. You can take from everyone too? What? AB can take from everybody yeah, we too? we just can't give. So AB plus can AB also AB take? Because I may be negative. When my dad needed a liver, I we all everyone got their blood work to see. So my parents, one's A, one's B or whatever. So none of the kids could give to him. Like I said, I was telling about the cenote. When I went to Mexico, I brought my crystals. I was like, you know what? My dad has a month to live. I don't know what's going to happen. He needed a liver transplant. So I went into a cenote because that's the place where you go to the underworld. Like, you know, in, in ancient history with mm-hmm. the um, the Mayans, they believe that there's like certain realms you go and you pray or whatever and you make offerings there. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to come and I'm going to return something to the earth and I'm going to pray for my dad. And I'm going to swim in the in the water. Within seven days, we got home. We got a liver. Went number one on the list. I don't know. I don't know about energy. So or- you taking it easy with the fucking drinks or what? Hmm? He never drank. He had a fatty liver. Just, from, Just some food. food. I got to be careful with that too. Yes. This has been a great chat. Hope to get you back on soon, especially the new show when we launch it. Folks, make sure you follow her. This is Money Burdette. She does all types of stuff. I'm sure a lot of you are going to love to look at. <laughs> yeah. But she's more than just that. She's more than just her body. She's more than just her work. There's a soul in there. There's a heart in there. There's a mind in there. And she's always welcome on the Beck Lover podcast. Buy all my content so I can leave the adult industry, guys. So basically, if you support her, she'll get out faster. I'll become an artist again. I'll be able to. Actually, I always say I'll have more time to paint when I make a little more money. I haven't been able to do some of those things because I've been, you know, back. And your artwork, by the way, really, I I always told you I loved it. I remember you entered the house in Miami. and A lot of work. But the, the, the artists is, support artists with the lips, is, right? The lips yeah. dripping and all that. It Beautiful. It's not easy to be an artist. I became friends with this amazing artist. I don't know if you saw the Michael Dargas. Uh, He's he the one that so does the, he I'm does the honey, that. the honey on the face. Oh, oh my God. I would love to work with him. Let's see what we can do. Hey, Mike, Michael Dargas. <laughs> I always tell him, I was making fun of him. That stuff is amazing. I love art like that. I love. That I didn't realize how big the guy was. We're hanging oh out. People God, just run so up to him. Michael Dargas. I'm like, like, how did you meet him? I'm like, beautiful. I like it when like you're hanging out with people that are like people love and you don't even realize it because you just met them like randomly. Yeah. You became friends. You know, like I never thought I'd be friends with Rachel, right? That's cool. You sold up my stuff for her. Buy her cat food sometimes. She's dope. She's so fucking cool, man. She has six shows coming out. Wow. Maybe we can get a show out there. Who knows about an influencer (laughs) who leaves adult film to pursue her passion in food. We'll call you food bomb. I can't cook, so. Well, you can eat. I'm like, this, eat like a bird, so I don't know. 
This is another episode of the Beck Lover Podcast, where you might learn a thing or two about... Money Burdett. Life. <laughs> check out the episodes. Check out everything in our archives. Follow BeckLover.com. Follow Money Burdett on Instagram. And check out her OF and help fund her dreams. <laughs> this is Beck Lover, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>